Today, adding to our dynamic duo is Kimberly Bush. Kimberly is a producer, content creator, social media maven, and spiritual seeker who loves inspiring women through candid, playful, yet soulful conversations. Sharing her spiritual journey and lessons learned along the way, her main focus is to create and curate inspirational content to empower women to live limitlessly and authentically. Welcome, Kimberly Bush. We are going to get into all up in her business on today. And before we do that, I like to start by playing a game called The People Want to Know. Who you are and just a little bit more about you before we get started. So the first thing that the people want to know, if you could hear any song again for the first time, what would it be? You know, that is such a hard <laughs> question because as a person who just like loves music, I have so many like favorite songs. It's not even funny, but I think I would have to say I was a really big Aaliyah fan, Aaliyah stan. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think I'd have to say four page letter would be the one that like, if I could hear it again for the first time, yeah. And also watch the video for the yeah. first time. Like, that would be cool just to get that feeling like, oh my God, like, this is so dope. And oh, such know. a good song. That's a good it's one. A good song, but there's so many good songs. It's like, yeah. it's hard to narrow down, but Aaliyah is the first thing that kind of pops up in my head. That's perfect. I love it. <laughs> so, what are your top three TV shows of all time? Ooh, another hard one. Um, so if anybody follows me on social, I post a lot about watching TV because <laughs> I, I love TV series and, and I'm obsessed with all that kind of stuff. Um, but my number one show of all time would have to be Martin. I'm a Martin fan. I can watch Martin over and over and over again. It never gets old. I can watch marathons. So I would say that's number one. Number two, I would have to say Game of Thrones. I'm okay. a Game of Thrones girl. Mm -hmm. I think it's like one of the best series like of all time, actually. But I know a lot of people haven't seen it, but you know, whatever. Um, and then I'd say the third would be Breaking Bad. Ooh, those yeah. are all three good ones. I'm with you with Martin. Like I can say almost every word to most episodes. <laughs> yeah. Game yes. of Thrones is one that... I feel like most people have watched except for me. I feel like I'm one of the few. I've watched it, but it's mm -hmm. just one of the ones that just, just, I love comedy. I love to laugh. So it's just not my yeah. thing. But I most people you. look at me like I'm crazy when I say that I don't watch <laughs> the show. Yeah, <laughs> I like, love that. And everybody loves Breaking Bad. So yes. Yeah. They're just cult favorites. Like, yeah. and I would say traditionally, they're not really my cup of tea either but they're so good like the storyline is so good you kind of forget that you're not watching a comedy whatever it just it just kind of brings you in but yeah those are good you should you should try to get into it at some point i'm gonna try again it's gonna be but you gotta you gotta get through season one that's that's what it you is gotta, i couldn't get through. through yeah yeah i gotta really mm -hmm. sit down and get through that first couple episodes so that i can get yes. it. yeah absolutely all right, so now we got to know you a little bit more. But before we go to the next one, or before we go to the questions, there's one more thing people want to know. What is your favorite time waster or that thing that you do and before you know it, an hour has gone by that you've wasted? What would you call that? What would okay. you that is? 
Well, I touched I touched on it a little bit before. I I watch a lot of Netflix and Hulu and Apple TVs and all the streaming services. I really love a good series. So most times, like if I'm trying to kill time uh, or I just have a day to just like chill, I'm usually trying to find a series that I can like binge watch. I'm a huge like binge watcher. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing that I just completely lose track of time. And the second thing, dancing. I like to dance. Mm -hmm. You know, I take classes sometimes. So you know, if I start taking an online class or something, just learning choreography, I can spend hours doing that. So listen, there's nothing, there's no better pick me up to me than dancing. Like that's one of the first things I do in the morning. Like before I work out to amp myself up to work out, I'll do a little dance, turn on my, my tune. And it gets you there. It gets you where you need to go. Okay. It's a move. It so I love it. It really does. Even yeah. if you're feeling bad, if you turn on music, you just automatically like feel better so yeah dancing is therapeutic for me it is it, it really is okay so we're gonna hop into these questions we get the people got to know you a little bit they got to know who you are and what you do in your bio so one of the first questions i have for you is how did you get into production what led you down that route oh man much time you got um, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna try to not make the story long it is kind of a long story but actually I, I fell into production this was never on my life plan at all um, I have a bachelor's degree in biology and a master's in health sciences in the concentration of clinical research administration so probably the first I don't know <laughs> seven eight years of my working career was always science-based, wow. um, which was very important. It was a very important job, the jobs that I had during that time, but I just wasn't myself. You yeah. know, I just felt like with every year, I was just losing a part of myself because at the core of me, I'm a creative, you know, like even back in the day when I was a kid and I used to like art, I used to draw all the time. I went to music camps in the summer. Like I was just always a person that was in the arts. So going down that path, I just, just felt like I was living a lie. So eventually I was like, I have got to do something. I want to I want a complete career change, like <laughs> abandon the fact that I got these two degrees and I still got student loans. <laughs> right. I was just like, I can't, I can't be this person. It's not who I am. I need to create. So um, I think I was 33 when I made this revelation. And you know, like when you get into your thirties or you turn 30, it's like alerts start going off and you're like, yes. oh snap, I'm 30. I need to get it together, figure out what I want to do with my life. And I didn't want to be too old to transition into something else. So I literally quit my job at the time. I was living in the DC area. I quit my job at the time. I moved to New York. Uh, I downsized like one apartment to one suitcase. I took one suitcase. I got on the mega bus. I had my uh, housing and stuff. I had all that situated. I had paid months in advance and all this stuff. So when I moved up there, I didn't have a job. So I ended up getting an internship with an entertainment marketing firm. And I was uh, in the social media, you know, management department. So really that's what started me working in the social media space. And so fast forward to 
Now, um, that led me to get a position with the entertainment news show as a social media producer. So honestly, I, I fell into it. I got lucky. I ended up, you know, getting into a field that led me to production. And I love it. I mean, you know, I, I get to create, so. I have yeah. so many other yeah. questions now. That's I know, girl. Your story. So first of yes. all, why science then? Like what led you, if you were creative, how did you end up in a degree in biology? First of all, you must be smart, smart. That's first of all. <laughs> and second of all, how? I'm a cool nerd, you know. Um, <laughs> well, it was one of those things where like, you know, back when I was in high school making these decisions about what I wanted to pursue. First of all, I come from a super small town. I mean, we have five stoplights. I graduated with a class of like 96 people or something. So I come from a really small country town. At the time, the internet wasn't popping like that. Like I didn't have access to the amount of information that kids have access, you know, that we have access to now. So really, trying to dream and think about what I wanted to pursue outside of what was offered to me, I just couldn't, I couldn't see it because I didn't know it existed. I knew that I liked art, but I didn't know what to do with that. Um, I knew that I liked clothes and fashion, but I never knew that I could pursue those things as a career. I just thought, well, you got to be a doctor, you got to be a nurse, got to be a lawyer, major in business or whatever. So I was just good at science just because I am intelligent science just came easy to me. So I was like, well, okay, I guess I'll pick that because I'm smart in that and I do well in that. And honestly, the whole time I was pursuing each career, I knew it was a mistake. Yeah. I knew it was a mistake, but it's that kind of thing where you get so deep into it and invest so much in it, you feel like you can't turn around. I wanted to quit so many times. I wanted to like drop out of school so many times but that just wasn't an option for me. So, yeah. I love that story. First of all, and I feel like that's why so many millennials are taking a new approach to their careers and are just kind of taking the reins and not just yes. falling into something because we are being exposed to, to so much more. But we're of that generation of that, like the older set of millennials who you know, remember life before internet yes. you know, and didn't have as much exposure. So I think that that's one of the things that I feel a calling to do. And one of the reasons why I have this podcast is to be able to present to people the, the vast amount of options that are out there, you know, because a lot of us just didn't know, you know, and didn't know the route to take. Um, and I can relate to your story so much in that, you know, I went to school for one thing, but as I got into it, I'm realizing that it's just, it doesn't look the same as what I once thought, you know, and right. same thing, quit my job in my thirties and felt like, where do I go from here? You know, you Absolutely. feel like, you feel like in your thirties, you want to be established and you want to be like, well in this thing, you know, but Absolutely. to be able to find an internship at that time in your life, which can be hard to do because a lot of people, you know, want you to be a college student or, you know, and to be able to kind of completely pivot at that time in your life is inspiring. It's super inspiring. Thank you, Thank you for sharing Thank you. that story. So no from, from production to also doing your own like content creation, what was the inspiration behind that? Um, you know, I just like to create things on a digital platform. I love social media. I loved it before I even knew that I could have it as a career. Um, 
And I, I just, I just love creating things that resonate with people. I'm a big like women's empowerment kind of person. So I just like to create content that, ins that inspires people. So that's why I do it for myself and my personal brand. And I'm still trying to figure out what that is. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, that's why I love content creation. Yeah. And I get inspired by it. Like I get inspired by other influencers and bloggers and entrepreneurial women and who are really, you know, have really good online presence that inspires other people to do it. So, yeah. yeah. And there's so many opportunities within it now, you know, like <laughs> I feel like even with since the pandemic, even there's become like so many more doors are opening within the world of social media. Um, people yes. are making money off of social money. media, you know, like it's completely, money, money. it's gone from just the way that we interact and keep in touch with people to a source of income, like a, a true marketing engine for a lot of people. Um, what direction do you see social media hitting in? Well, you know, I definitely see it growing, expanding, evolving, like every couple of years or so, you'll see like a new platform, you know, come out. But I definitely think with the whole like virtual reality and metaverse, metaverse, which I still don't fully know, like even as a social media professional, some of the new stuff, I'm like, I have no idea what that is. Like, I still don't even, I still can't wrap my mind around it. But I just think everything is about to evolve towards like virtual reality, honestly, um, because, you know, even in the metaverse, I don't really understand it, but I know people are buying land there buying real estate there <laughs> and I honestly I I can't process what that means because I, I I'm not well versed in that and I know that's something that I need to get into especially if I want to continue down this path I need yeah. to like get you know get in there and learn what it is but yeah I think there's going to be a lot of virtual reality situations I which is a good thing and a bad and a bad thing you know like people aren't gonna have to go outside their homes anymore to like connect with people it's gonna get really weird from a social standpoint mm. but i don't know we'll see yeah i really wonder how the next few generations maybe not the generation right after us but the ones coming up under them are going to be you know socially how can they are they going to be able to communicate you know yeah said, like <laughs> people don't have to leave and i think now with the pandemic people are even more afraid to leave so this is more used to Listen, I order my groceries online. I order my clothes online. Like everything, I hardly have yeah. to go to the store anymore. And now you're telling me I can actually enter into this universe. Yeah. Here in the comfort of my home is like crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> like, actually, I just read a story last week where um, a couple got married in the metaverse. And <laughs> by using like their avatars and, and the bride's uh, late father was able to attend so that's what we're doing you know we need 22 yeah I was like wow okay like it's just it's about to get crazy with all this stuff but yeah I definitely think that's where yeah. it's gonna go it's already getting very crazy and like you said I don't get it all. I feel like that, you know, how <laughs> when computers came out and our grandparents was like, what is that? Yeah. Like? <laughs> That's how yeah. I feel. That's how I feel. Yeah, but I, I feel also now. don't, I don't want to be late to the party because I feel like, like you said, that's where everything is going. So I'm going to figure this out. And I will say that I think people who are into like 
like gamers, yeah. I think they have an edge. Absolutely. And I'm kind I'm kind of like regret not getting into stuff like that because I I feel like that like the learning curve is going to be huge for me. You know, like all the people who went to um when Travis Scott had that uh concert and what's the what's Astro World or something. Astro World, but it was the um I forget the game. Fortnite. Oh yeah. Fortnite. And he had this whole virtual concert and it was, it looked dope. Like I just, I watched YouTube, like someone's YouTube footage of it. It looked dope, but even stuff like that, it's like, if you don't already have those like skills, then it'll be like kind of a, a big learning curve. So I definitely need to get on the ball and figure out what all that stuff is and what it means. Absolutely. And if I should be buying some real estate too. Listen, like, okay. You like, know? Get looking for houses. I need to be <laughs> put on. You be in the metaverse. <laughs> yeah. Right. Someone told me I need to have my podcast on there. I'm like, well, how does that work? How, what's how does it work? In the metaverse. I don't get it, but we're going to figure, I don't figure know. this out. <laughs> be in the same boat, girl. So what has been the most exciting thing that's happened thus far in your career since you've made this switch? <laughs> I would say, okay, so I did the internship for like a year and then then I freelance for two years just because I felt like I had a skill set that I could work on my own. And when I told people that I did social media, I, I was getting bombarded from like, oh my God, my cousin has a business and I need someone to manage this. Like I, I was getting so many requests for like people that needed, you know, social media help for their marketing so I was like okay you know the demand is there so I think I'm gonna try this freelancing thing you know so I did that for a couple years by year two it was so stressful (laughs) it was so stressful I had just never worked for myself before and just all the different aspects it's like it's like essentially running a business and I just wasn't I really wasn't ready for it but I did it for a couple years but I'd say the most exciting thing for me during that time I was actually looking to go back to work full-time I was like I I just want to work for somebody like I need somebody to deal with the taxes and like I don't want to deal with all the things of running a business so I just want a cool ass full-time job um and I got I got hired at Dish Nation, and that was probably the most exciting part of my career because, you know, just three years three years prior, I had made an entire career switch, right. and you know, in three years to get hired by a nationally syndicated entertainment news show was like I just felt so blessed, yeah, like that it like me, you know what I mean, like me like they want to hire me you know what I mean so that was really exciting yeah yeah. exciting and it also showed me that I made the right decision too at mm -hmm. that time things started to come full circle so yeah I always say that like when things align that's when you know you're where you're supposed to be when you fall into place like that and I love that you mentioned the uh the challenges that come with freelancing and being a business owner, pretty much, you know, running your own business. It's not for the week. And I think that a lot of people see the, all the glitz and the glam of it, but it's work, you know, because you know, it's just you and you still, you have to be responsible for taxes. Like you said, you still have to make sure you are making ends meet and you know, it's, it all, all the burden is on you. Whereas if you're working for a company you know, mm-hmm. they handle that stuff. Payroll handles right. your taxes. Right. <laughs> you know, you go in for the hours that you're supposed to work and then you can go home. So 
Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of freedom that can come with freelancing or, you know, just starting your own business, but it does require sometimes even more time um, oh, yeah. Yeah. and all that and then working yes. for someone. So make sure you're ready for that. <laughs> you Absolutely. Know? Absolutely. Um, I wasn't ready. Yeah. And I'm not, I, I don't say that I would never do it again, yeah. but um, at that time I just wasn't ready. Yeah, I'm definitely yeah. opposed to it. I'm in that boat now and I'm like, grateful for but at the same time it's like child it's much easier to clock in and clock out <laughs> yeah unless somebody else handle all that other stuff yeah, yeah. so you mentioned uh, one of the highlights of your career what has been one of the most challenging experiences thus far um probably the freelancing um hmm, let me think uh, well maybe i'll say transitioning to another career yeah. was challenging. Um, just to be doing it kind of late. I mean, I know I'm not by any means was old at 33, but, you know, being a 33 year intern where, you know, the person that you're working under is 26, you know, you're like one of the oldest people, like the CEO, the boss is a year older than you. Like, it's interesting, um, just that dynamic, because, you know, instead of me being like, I don't know, like in the middle of the height of my career, I went back to square one mm-hmm. and I, you know, and I had to learn everything over again. I had to start from the beginning and I had to work the ranks. Luckily, I feel like I'm highly favored and God is on my side. And I feel like he, um, he was like the catalyst. Like he kind of sped it up for me a little bit. Like he kind of, he kind of brought me closer to the front of the line. And I think that's just by favor, you know, because I know people who've been working for a long, long, long time before they get like a gig that they really like in the space. So um, I am lucky in that regard. But yeah, I'd say just the transition to another career at that age, what it was difficult. It wasn't easy at all. It wasn't I easy love at all. that you mentioned that as well, because we often have to go through humbling experiences, I feel like, to get to where we want to be. And yes. not everyone's ready for that either, especially mm-hmm. when you're at a, a position where you're like, I got degrees, you know, multiple yeah. degrees. <laughs> and here I am answering to this 26 year old, you know, yes. but this is the, this is what I have to go through to get to where I want to go. So it's yes. worth that sacrifice in the time being, it's hard, <laughs> it's challenging, mm-hmm. but look at where you've been able to go because of it, you know? So Absolutely. I just want to tell people, appreciate those humbling times because it's, oh. it's it's taking you somewhere, even if you don't see it. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, stick with it. So what's yeah. some of the best advice that you've received? I would say the best advice I've received, and I can't remember who I heard it from, was to, you have to put shoes on your prayers. Mm-hmm. And I say that a lot too. Mm-hmm. Um, and for And for what that means for me is, you know, some people are like, I, you know, I prayed about it. I'm just going to pray about it and leave it alone and, and go on about my life as normal. And yeah. they don't make any changes. And then they are frustrated why things aren't, you know, turning out the way they want to, because you have to meet God halfway. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't pray for a new job and you're not out here looking for a new job. You know what I mean? Like you have to put shoes on your prayers. So I feel like that's what I've done. I've prayed, I've prayed, I've prayed over things. Almost, I feel like to a fault, like I've, I spent too much time sitting still when I just, all I needed to do was get started. And once I finally reached that epiphany and I got started, things started to fall into place. 
because I had to put shoes on my prayers. So um, that for me has been significant. And I feel like that's been a running thread in my life. Just anytime, anytime something speaks to me, like my intuition is telling me to go. Like even when I first got the internship, I had that internship for a year and I was like, oh, it's time for me to go. Like, you know, I don't know, people were like, you just got this job like a year ago. And I was like, I don't know, God said move. So I'm a move. We're going to see what's happened, you know, what happens. But I think you have to, and that kind of ties into another thing that uh, another inspiring thing is fortune favors the brave. Like you have to be brave to get the fortune and whatever the fortune means for you. And I'm not talking about monetary. I'm not talking about, and it can be money, but I'm, I'm not talking about money in this instance, but health, wealth, happiness, peace, purpose is fortune. So I feel like fortune definitely, you know, is, is for people who are brave enough to go get it. So you got to go get it is basically what I'm saying. You can pray about it, but you also have to move. Come on. Faith yeah. is dead. Absolutely. is dead. And I feel like if you are feeling, you know, led towards something then, or God is telling you to do something, then you have to also do your part. You know, like he's not going to do everything. He's going to give you instruction and it might just be a small instruction, yeah. you know, but take that baby step and do move, move them feet, <laughs> you move know, because you can't yeah, just yeah. sit there like and wish for it to fall in your lap. Like you have to do your part. You know? absolutely you have to do your part. Um, so, you know, it's been a lot of leaps of faith that you've had to take to get to mm -hmm. this point. What would you say to someone who's feeling led to do a complete career pivot but they're scared. What advice would you right. give to that person? And it is, it is terrifying. Trust me. That's why I sat stagnant for so long because I was terrified and I had, I had adult bills. Like I was okay. like, I got a car note. I got student loans, like, you know, but you know, things work out. I would just say, take a calculated risk. I feel like, um, some of the risk I took were kind of risky. You know, sometimes I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to jump and I didn't really have a plan. Um, it did lead me here, which is great, but I just feel like there's an easier way to do it and really just take a calculated risk. Mm -hmm. Make sure your money's right, make sure you got savings, and just make sure you have a plan. But it can be done. You just have to sit down and think about the strategy. Think about how you're gonna pivot. And it may start with like, let's say you're in one, one career, and you want to do something else, maybe you start taking some classes online or you start doing said thing pro bono to help people just to build your portfolio. Like you, but you have to start somewhere. So just think about your plan and strategize and just take a calculated risk. Yeah, I love that calculated risk because a lot of the time we just want what we want and we want it now. <laughs> and we take that leap and there's nowhere for us to land, you know? And yeah. I'm all for I live by faith like like you said like I know that God told me to pick up in Lee I was in Virginia at the time and told me to go to California no plan no job but right. fortunately I had been saving money for a while where I could pay my rent for a year you know yeah. so little things like that made it a little more calculated and give me gave me a little more of a safety net you know whereas you know you might want to do this thing but you just want to make sure you're making mm -hmm. the right decision but I always say like if it is God he'll provide you know, he'll give you the provision. That's how, for me, is my confirmation. Okay, you must have told me to do this, but somehow, right? These 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 bills are getting paid. So, <laughs> and, like, and money just show up. Right, it's crazy how sometimes, like, 
you might be down to your last and you don't know how you're going to pay whatever or do whatever. And mo- literally money has just shown up for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm like, wow. And that's how you know that, again, that you're on the right path because things just keep working out. And you might not know how, but it just unveils itself you know, along the way. So I know that's not everybody's story, you know, because like you said, favor favor ain't fair. However, because you hear like Steve Harvey who had to sleep in his car or Tyler Perry, things like that. So, you know, that's not everybody's testimony, but that's been mine. And and that could be the provision. Hey, he you had a car though to sleep in. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I feel like even though, you know, their story is like way worse than mine it's just like everybody has their own paths so it sucks if you end up homeless and sleeping in your car but look look at the bounce back yeah look where you are now you know what i mean that made you hungry and you went out and was like i gotta you know i gotta get to this point i can't be sleeping in my car um so yeah everybody's path looks different for sure but it take it, it gets you to where you need to go that part so you talked about leaving your hometown in the Carolinas and mm-hmm. now you're in Atlanta. What yes. are some of the benefits or like mm-hmm. the pros and the cons of leaving your hometown? I would say as far as the pros, just to like open your mind, you know, there there's a lot of living to be done outside of your comfort zone of your hometown and I feel like that kind of shapes the person that you'll become too like you know if I had just stayed in my hometown forever this would not be the version of Kim that you're getting right now my experience would be totally different my viewpoint of the world would be totally different so I just feel like going beyond that comfort zone and you know learning other cultures and being exposed to other things just makes you like a well-rounded person. And I think that's a good thing. Um, also, you cross paths with like other professionals and, and, and mentors and things like that, that you may not get that experience if you stay in your hometown. So I do think, you know, I know everybody can't do it, but if you can, I think people should venture out outside of their hometown and just see there's life beyond that. And sometimes when you look back at the people who are in your hometown that never left, it's like, it's just a different mindset, you know? And it's just like, dang, like, I wish you knew what was out here. You know what I mean? Like, you would love it if you would just like leave the town for a bit and experience something else. So I would say that is the pros. As far as the cons, um, it's just hard. It's hard to leave home, you know? For me, I'm an only child and I've lived with my mom for, for most of my life. So leaving her was really hard for me when I left. Um, just being that far away, you know, from family and my core, my core friend group is in the Carolinas, mainly like in Charlotte area. So just leaving like everything I knew and all of my like people in my circle is, you know, was scary. And um, yeah, so that's the cons, you know, you just get separated uh, from the people you love and, but, you know, that, that's a sacrifice you got to take. You got to go out there and get it. And the people who are supposed to rock with you will be there when you get back. And whoever is not there when you get back was never your people. Yeah. So facts, facts. Yeah. So I completely agree. I think that being exposed to other cultures, like in your hometown, is typically like a similar type of people, you know, but being yeah. 
moving, especially the cities I've lived in, there have been melting pots like Atlanta and LA. So you mm -hmm. meet so many different types of people who have different backgrounds and different experiences. And you're like, whoa, like, I didn't even know this, you know, yeah. I picked up words from different languages just from living, you know, in a different part of this country, you know, so right. it's just such a cool experience to be able to do that. And it proves to you like what you're capable of. Absolutely. You know, you establish this independence that I feel like every person needs in order to like really, really, you know, oh, maybe not everyone needs it, but for me, I needed it <laughs> to really be comfortable with myself yeah. as an adult, you know, and I think that that's something that you just, you can't buy that, you know, and then yeah. there is the challenge of missing birthdays and missing yeah. holidays and things like that like I spent a few holidays alone and now that I'm back home I'm like okay I'm not missing any holidays I'm always going to be yeah here. but um right. you know it's just little things like that but the, the the benefits to me far outweigh those small sacrifices absolutely my opinion. I definitely think so too yeah who and what inspires you um just uh, people who think outside the box, unorthodox people, people who go outside of their comfort zone. Um, my mom inspires me, you know, first and foremost, just because she's a amazing, beautiful, very just just warm spirited person. And I strive every day to be more. She, I always tell her, like, you're way nicer than me. <laughs> like, I'm like, you're, you're too nice, you know, and I'm the person like, you need to tell them that. But you know, I learned a lot from her about, you know, you attract more bees with honey. So that's, that's something that I think about, you know, um, a lot. And just, again, the movers, the shakers who are just disrupting the industry as far as like TV and film, Issa Rae is like a huge inspo for me. Just the fact that she built her empire from the ground, literally from the ground up. And I love her um, philosophy about like networking across versus networking up, which nothing, there's nothing wrong with networking up, but the way she did it, she networked across. Everybody was hungry. Everybody bartered. And like, you do this for me, I do this for you. And now the whole squad Wait. is like winning together, you know? So just that, those kinds of things inspire me. Um, Shonda Rhimes <laughs> inspires me. Uh, the Courtney Kemp's like all the, the, the amazing women, specifically women of color who are just disrupting their industry and, you know, switching the status quo. And um, yeah, those are the kind of people who inspires me. Yeah, I'm with you on that building across thing because that's one of the things that I learned. I feel like I had to move to learn because, you know, when you're around the people you know, you kind of rely on the people that are around you. But like, there are so many talented people who are hungry like you said that yeah. are kind of like on that same grind that you are and to mm -hmm. see each other like evolve to get like I'm seeing a lot of my friends evolve and it's just so rewarding to see that because I remember when you know like we were grinding to get together so such a yes. beautiful thing like I can only imagine Issa probably just sits there sometimes and just looks like wow we did this like, yeah, we did. So like y'all, we be on a yacht. Like, yes. <laughs> right. we came for the six, you know. So, yeah. So we talk about you know just the journey of transitioning from science to production and everything that mm -hmm. you've been through in this journey. 
what would you tell 18 year old Kim? Oh my gosh. I would just tell her to like open your mind and you can do anything. You literally can do anything. Don't let anybody tell you you can't do it. You can't pursue it. You know, at 18, my 18 year old self wanted to, to work in fashion or create or whatever, but I just didn't know that was a possibility for me. So, you know, whatever you're passionate about, even let's say if there's an 18 year old, you know, kids who, who love to play video games. Okay. Learn how to code. You can build video games. You know what I mean? Like those unorthodox kind of careers, they can happen for you. If you just, you know, choose that thing, work hard, make sure, you know, you're doing your thing and you'll get to where you want to go, but just don't let anybody tell you, you can't do it. Mm-hmm. So that, that would be the main advice for 18 year old Kim. Yeah. I think that's such a, that's why I always say, man, it's such a hard phase of life to be in and yeah. you're expect you go to college and they want you to know what you're going to do with the rest <laughs> of your life at 18 years old. You 18. know, you don't know a thing at 18. <laughs> it's a scam. It's a whole scam. It's a, it's a scam. whole scam. And then they let you take out these crazy loans. You're not even thinking about what that means later on down the line. Yeah, it's a, it's a setup. It's a, I say that all the time. I say that all the time. Like, my friends can tell. I was like, college is a setup. You know, I'm not going to force my kids to go to college. I feel like it was a perfect um, transition into adulthood. I love yeah. the experience of college, you know, meeting people right. and being involved. Um, but it's a setup. It's an expensive setup. <laughs> okay. It really, it really is. There's so many other, you know, I'm not saying people shouldn't get an education or get, you know, more education, but there's just a lot of ways you can do things. You know, you don't have to take the cookie cutter, like the way that everyone tells you you have to go you don't there's a thousand ways to skin a cat like you don't have to go that route if you don't want to do have a plan but it ain't necessarily got to be that plan and it's not and the same I feel the same way you know when I have kids um I really want to cultivate their passions early I had a passion early I liked art you know and I wish that someone was like cultivating that with me and exploring that with me. You know what I mean? Cause I probably would have, you know, chose to do something more creative earlier in life and save myself a few thousand dollars, you know? So I de- definitely, I think we're, we are the, the generation that, that are breaking multiple curses, which is amazing. So definitely I'm going to explore different options with my kids and see what the best best thing but I'm not going to say you got to go to college or or nothing you know we're going to figure it out yeah I was going to say that I feel like our generation is learning a lot more about wealth we're learning Mm -hmm. a lot more about finances we're learning about Mm -hmm. careers and you know not to any fault of our parents they just were taught you know because they may not have done it you know college is the way you know this is the way to get to financial freedom or just financial comfort ability, you know, right, <laughs> and, right, exactly. um, but now we're realizing like, no, we, we are pursuing joy <laughs> in addition yes. to wealth, you know, and we're finding yes. out that our passions can actually lead down that path. Um, so I definitely want to pass that on to the next generation. Um, yes. Yeah. I, think I feel like college teaches you how to survive. Yeah. But you want to thrive, you know, 
you want to thrive. And I feel like thriving is like, like you said, happiness, peace, joy, passion. You may not get that, you know, in the college degree that you choose, like biology or whatever. Um, so yeah, I think there's multiple ways to success. I think we know that now. I agree. I agree. So we didn't talk a whole lot about what you're doing now. So you're working with Dish Nation and what exactly is your role there? So I'm a social media producer. In addition to just managing literally all the content across all of our platforms, we're on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, um, TikTok. I'm just managing all the content there. So I'll take clippable moments, like our best moments from the show. And then sometimes I have to kind of... Um, make them more succinct, like make them into like a 30 minute, I'm, I'm sorry, 30 second thing or like a one minute, you know, bites to post on social media to kind of lead our fans to go watch on our website or YouTube because that's where our monetization is. So just strategies to pull people over to YouTube um, where we make the money and get the views. And um, in addition to that, for a year, um, I was able to hire a like my personal editor, like we pitched to have our personal like social media editor so that we, in addition to pulling stuff from the show and repurposing content from our show to post on social media, we could create original content, which is was pretty much like the Buzzfeed style, like Q and A's with celebs, like the fun kind of rapid fire questions and stuff like that. So I got to do that for a year, which was a lot of fun. That's why I really got my like producing experience because we would literally have brainstorming sessions. We'll come up with the, a concept. I would write the script. I would like, you know, produce the talent and, you know, do this, say that, make sure like this is big and make sure, you know, that kind of thing. Like I got to get in there and work with the talent and like kind of guide them and direct them, you know, to, to what we wanted to create. So, um, and a, a lot of those, I wouldn't say a lot, a few of those pieces of content actually made the show. Like we have to send everything to our executive producer for like approval and a few things we produce, he was like, oh my God, I love this. Like we're putting this on the show next week, mm -hmm. you know? And that's exciting, you know, yeah. like a piece of work that I that I wrote the script for and produced and, you know, uh, navigated the artwork for it and the graphics, like had my hands in all, in all of that, yeah. actually got to be on like national TV. Yeah. So um, yeah, yeah, that's, so cool. that, that's, that's pretty much what I do. Yeah, I wanted you to go into that because there's so much that goes on behind the scenes that viewers don't see. You know, you see those 30 second clips and you just you don't think about what went into making that oh my God. clip. You know, that's a lot of work. Oh, that's a lot of work. Like you have to write it. It's got to be approved. You got to make edits. You got to work with the talent. You know, there's, you know, there could be challenges there and there could be challenges getting approval. Like there's graphics like audio there's so many pieces to uh digital like a polished digital content so yeah it's a whole process but it was fun it was fun to have an idea and see it come to fruition that's what I really really like like wow that's that's kind of dope like we did that <laughs> yeah, I'm sure so you I feel like you've accelerated pretty quickly since you've made this the switch where do you yeah. see yourself within the next five years Within the next five years, I see myself still in the entertainment TV film space. I really would like a more 
creative role, like maybe creative director, or maybe to executive produce some sort of, you know, new content or something on digital platforms, maybe for streaming, maybe for Netflix, Netflix or something like that. But I definitely think I'm going to take my love for cinema, which I do for a hobby anyway, and my knowledge of social media marketing and producing all that stuff. And I think I can at this point kind of decide where I want to go. So I, I definitely think I would like to be like a creative oversight for, you know, content like that. And I feel like, I mean, streaming is the future. Like people aren't really paying for cable. Like everything's on, you know, Apple TV, Peacock, whatever. So really, you know, being able to get some sort of creative directorial role within that space, I think I could see myself in five years doing that. Yeah, yeah, that's such a gem. I think that that's a word for anybody that's trying to figure out what they want to do next or is just like at a, you know, feels like they're at a plateau or just unhappy with where they are right now. Find the yeah. thing that you enjoy exactly. and find a way to monetize that, you know? And exactly. And, you know, there's a way, <laughs> There's especially there's nowadays, a there's a way yeah. if you enjoy doing something, YouTube, it takes time, you know, building the viewership and all that good stuff, but there's a way, but it's consistency. It's the consistency. Yes and the dedication that is gonna get yes. you to where you wanna be. And I think that's kind of what separates the people who are successful from those who aren't is just that, the consistency, consistency. and the, the discipline. Absolutely. So. And I even, I struggle with that. Like I'm trying to figure out, you know, outside of my job, what do I wanna create for myself? Yeah. And, you know, I create some content. Sometimes you'll you'll see me posting content regularly and then maybe a month goes by and I haven't posted anything. Yeah. And yeah. I know I'm not, I'm not getting the traction because I'm not consistent. So I've been trying to figure out how I want to develop my personal brand, how to take my hobbies and things that I love doing on my downtime. How do I make money off of that? Because there's money to be made. I just have to figure out you know, how to do it and do it consistently. So even me at this stage in my career, I'm still struggling with what direction do I go? How do I monetize this and that? So I don't think you ever, I think you're continuously come to those forks in the road, you know, just when you think you got to figure it out, it's like, eh, I'm at a plateau. What do I like? What do I want to do next? You know? So I just think that's life, but yeah. Yeah. That is like, you know, and I think about that a lot too. It's like, there's always going to be something else, you know, there's always right. going to be that next goal or that next thing you want to attain. So kind of learn to celebrate the wins now and not always yes. be so, oh, but I got to get here, you know, yes. it's so yes. important to kind of appreciate where you are now, celebrate those, those small wins and then work towards the next one. You Absolutely. Know? Because you're always going to be striving towards the next thing, but just, breathe <laughs> yeah. like just, just like enjoy the journey I have to I have to remind myself of that all the time because I'm always thinking about what's next exactly. like where do we want to pivot what where, where do we want to go but then I have to remind myself I prayed for what I'm doing right now this was a prayer answered you know what I mean so the journey is so important and and I'm glad you said that because you have to be grateful for where you are and celebrate those small wins and you know be grateful and you know there'll be time to figure things out down the line yeah. but definitely be grateful about where you are now 
they'll they'll be fine. enjoy that space yeah yeah absolutely this has been such a good conversation kim i've enjoyed it so very much you dropped so many gems and i hope the people were taking notes uh because i know there's a lot of people in the same boat that you were in a few years ago where they just not they're not happy with where they are yes. and they'll try something new but they're scared or just impossible or they think it's too late and that's one of my goals is to show people it is never too late i don't care if you're in your 50s your 60s like it's never too late to transition late. Life and try something new those desires are there for a reason. So pursue them and find Absolutely. a way. Even if you're working a full-time job, but you still want to work on your brand or you still want to do something else, like find a way, you know, spend your time, whatever day you have available working on you and what makes you happy. Absolutely. That's what's ultimately what's most important. The joy, Absolutely. you know, what brings you joy. Yes, I agree with that 1000%. Yes. Thank you. So Even much. like when you said about the age, I'm sorry. Yeah, you said no, something about the age. Um, it made me think of Tabitha Brown. I'm not. Sh I'm not sure what her age is. Was she in like her 50s, maybe? I think she's in late 40s, mid late 40s. Yeah. Um, she wanted to be an actress. Mm -hmm. You know, she wanted to to be an actress, but it took her becoming a TikTok. A TikTok. I don't even know how to do TikTok, and I work <laughs> in social media. <laughs> a TikTok star sensation and now she's doing what she loves she's on um shows she's, Ellen, she's got two oh, she's NAACP Ellen. image awards she's winning and and, 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 yeah and she has like doesn't she have a restaurant in out in LA she has a restaurant that she's partnered with she has a book she just dropped and what I love about her story and what she always mentions is that you know I've been pursuing acting for so long and I've always had to cover up my southern accent or straighten my hair now mm -hmm. I'm making money off of being me, you know, mm -hmm. now she is herself. And that was the route that it took for her to gain success. So listen, be, nothing else is a testament to be you and do what makes you happy. I feel like that is her testimony. That is a perfect example of that. So, 100%. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. This has been such a good, good interview. Thank you so much for being here again, Kim. Let the people know where they can find you, how they can keep up with you. You can find me across all platforms at Mrs. Lola. That's M-I-Z is in zebra, Z-E-Z-L-O-L-A. Honestly, at some point, I'm going to change. Okay. I'm going to change that just because I don't know why I have it. It's just <laughs> something that like stuck with me over the years. So at some point, I'm probably going to change my handles. But until then, you can follow me across platforms on that. Mm -hmm. So it's creative. Yeah. Definitely you yeah, are. Yeah, I'm just in this, you know, I'm trying to rebrand myself. So, you know, there'll be some new stuff coming down the pipeline. Well, we're excited to see it. We are definitely excited to continue to watch you on your journey. And I hope that the people were blessed by everything that you shared. I know they are because I was and I are encouraged to, to go after it. So thank you Absolutely. for being here. Yes. And slide in my DMs, people like, you know, yeah, because I'm active on there. Yeah. People got the <laughs> yeah. questions and Kim has the answer. So don't be afraid to, to take her up on that offer. OK, yes. Look, well, I might regret it. No, I'm just right. right. Don't don't go on her DMs with no craziness. OK, no, 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 no craziness now. You know, thank you for for asking me to be on like I love it. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you for being here. Thank you for every everyone for watching Name a Better Duo. This was another phenomenal episode. Make sure you tune in every week, same place, same time. Until then, love you guys. Have a good week.